The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back. It's 23 minutes after 7. As I said to you all this time, we get into an interview regarding. What's uh, been uh, what has been reported about this latest oil leak and a transmission made at Oilwell Road, Masterhood Junction, and Pfizer by the West front page news regarding the newspaper on Friday? And joining us this morning to speak to us about this, we have a councillor for the area and now mayor of Siparia, Dudnath Meru. Needs no further introduction. Good morning to you. And welcome to our program here this morning. It's nice to have you with us here this morning. So as soon as we can get the mayor up. And we do have with morning, us... Good morning, Satish. Hi, good morning to you. Nice to have you with us here this morning. And we do have two other... Good morning, guests. We have two other guests as well. And they are said to be residents who are affected. I have them as Nadim and Sarita Ali... Good morning. Hi, Sarita. Hi. Hi, morning. Good morning. And and welcome to both of you to our program. Um it it's not something that we've not heard of before. And what really is worrying is this has happened over and over again. Um and we do not seem to have any sort of solution to the problem. Let's begin by um Meru telling us a bit of the history of what's been going on here and what happened last week. Well, Satish, this is not the first time that um, this line has started to leak. This is about the third time. Earlier this year, around May, we had another issue where the line started leaking and one particular resident had to be removed from that area because the line was passing directly through his um, home. And he has been relocated to another area in Avocat. Mm. This line seems to, due to age of that line, that line seems to have been severely compromised. Now, I don't know if any testing is taking place. Somebody told me that they were pressure testing the line that caused it to rupture. And um, I don't want to think that Heritage have not done their groundwork with respect to inspecting that line and checking the durability of that line to take the pressure that they are putting through that line at this point in time. Um, we have had communication from Heritage not too long ago about month ago we had a correspondence coming from heritage where they asked the council of the Siparia borough corporation through the building inspector department to work with uh, heritage to remove those persons who reside along the line satish this is something that we cannot proceed with to displace persons who have been living there all their lives so we took a decision to call Heritage to the table to have some discussion, to chart a way forward. If there's any movement of persons from the area, we want to have some form of assistance or compensation 
as the case may be, if persons are to be relocated from that area. We haven't had any um, correspondence from Heritage yet with respect to having that meeting, but I, as the representative for that area, will not allow Heritage to embark or push the corporation in any particular direction to displace the residents who live al alongside those lines because persons have been residing there all their lives. People, they, they are home there after they have 30, 40, 50 years that has been handed down by parents and grandparents. And you don't just walk in one day and tell these people, well, hey, you need to get out of there. You need to move, find somewhere to go. There needs to be dialogue. There need, needs to be some assistance if we have to relocate these persons out of the area. Okay, let's get some information from our, our two other guests who are said to be homeowners and affected. Tell us, um, I have here on, on my list saying that this is Mr. and Mrs. Ali. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Yes, correct. Okay. <clears throat> so you both live in the same home. Tell us. Give, give us. Yes, that's correct. Great. Give us some information because there are people who would ask the obvious question. They may not understand how long, how far back this thing has gone and, and everything else. And this kind of information is important in this, this discussion. How did, how did we get to a situation where homes were built where they are around this pipeline in the first instance? Tell us about your incident. How, how long have you been living there and all of these kinds of things? All right, so good morning all. My name is Nadim Ali. Um, I have been residing at Masahud for the past, all my life, right? So that's like 36 years. Um, however, my grandfather and my father would have resided here before me. So the property is rented property, rented land, and which my grandfather would have started to reside here since 1967. So since then, the family has resided on that property, that said property. Um, last year, we would have had the first oil leak in August of last year. It was a minor oil leak to the back of my property. Um, Heritage would have come, I would have tried to get some contact numbers and come and I would have called them and informed them it has a leak. Um, they would have come and uh, resolved it. And life goes on. Nine months later, we had the, the other oil leak, which is, was on no, May the 14th of this year. And then six months again, we would have had this recent oil leak here, as of now. Mm. Huh. So, during that... Go ahead. Okay, finish. Finish, that? Your point. finish your point. No, no, you can go ahead. Okay, how many homes are we talking about? How many people are impacted by this thing? Well, all right, so this is the thing, right? They said the com they were aware of um, what any conversations between Mr. Merhu and Heritage and whatnot. It was shocking to me when I read it on the newspaper that, you know, they were looking at this course of action. And what I got to understand is a list of six homes was given to them. So my question is, how is only six homes will, will need to be removed from the area when it's a whole community? Because the pipeline passes through the entire community. Hmm. Sounds... Yeah, so yeah, it sounds strange to me, but it's not that strange because while earlier in the year for the oil leak on um, May the 14th, um, I would have had the correspondent um, contact uh, since last year, the communication officer, and I would have called them, hey, we have a big oil leak, 
you all need to come down here. They showed up within an hour time. And to be factual, their response and the manner which handled it was very poor because you had residents, the entire community, in that situation for at least three to four hours with heavy oil spill. No one there with any gas, monitoring device or anything. And no ambulance, nobody, no figure of authority, just somebody saying, hey, well, you need to give us time. At this point in time, I would have think that Heritage would have had a contingency plan in, in such a case that because of this oil leak, we need to isolate, which it did, but we also need to take in consideration the human factor, which is to get the people of the environment safe mm. or removed. So after insisting they have to relocate us that night, they sent everyone to Paris. Um, a few days later, you know, they only, after insisting that we have medical personnel on site, they come and did a medical evaluation. While, um, based on that, they would have the minor, minor discussion. Now, while at Paris, Heritage would have given us a letter after a medical evaluation stating um, that once you sign this letter, Heritage is no longer responsible for any damages on your property due to the oil spill and neglecting it. So, and we, I didn't sign it, and a few other family homes didn't sign it. So it's so strange now, I'm learning that they would have had conversation with the corporation and whatnot to remove people from the community, including myself. And as I said, I was privy to six of family home names, one is our entire community. So I'm wondering now, is it directed to those people who didn't sign the letter? I, I don't know at this point in time. It is very worrisome because, in my opinion, the line is compromised, right? At the end of the day, I don't think Heritage could give me any guarantee at this point in time that this is not going to happen again. Because if, if I, I'm sure they would have done their due diligence, they would have done whatever testing they would have had to done, they have their engineers, but I'm sure if they calculate the meantime to failure, it will clearly show that watch, at this point in time, your failure is eminent at any other point in time. Because it's every six months, you could say. So for the past year and two months, we had three major failures of that line within a, a foot, foot span or a hundred foot span of the line. And it's very worrisome for myself, my, fam my family, and the community. Because, all right, let's say, for instance, you are sleeping, say, 1 o'clock. You're in deep sleep. And this line erupts. Now, you won't hear no noise. You will just, all it is we notice is the oil running down the drain. Now, that, that fumes, that noxious fumes, is very harmful to human. So, it could creep up on you. What about it if you die because, you know, you didn't wake up because of the sense? I mean, it, it, it's worrisome at this point in time. And up to now, I don't think anyone from Heritage reached out to anybody with any contingency plan. Mm -hmm. What I would I really like to see is either some short-term or long-term actions taken by the company and at least presented to the community, giving them some reassurance that they have their our safety at heart. Okay. They need, uh, I mean, how could, yes, go ahead. How, how could the company give you that kind of assurance if you are basically living on a ticking time bomb? Because uh, with, with, mm -hmm. with, with the installation being what I read and that pipe being in the ground for such a long period of time, there's, there's no possible way that Heritage can know when the next oil leak may or may not occur. 
Um, and I think that's a, a, a logical approach to the situation. Um, so what what exactly, when you say you want some, some things put in place, what would you like to see put in place? Well, for instance, this last oily, I reached out to the communication officer. The word of, I, I was asking, where is the air quality testing? Is it being done right now? It doesn't have anyone on site with it. Then uh, the following day, he would have messaged me and said, well, Kiri came on site and all parameters are within specifications and whatnot. But what I want to know is, it, knowing that we are at a high-risk area, let us put it as that, right? I will put it as that. I'm sure that they could put gas monitoring devices that could detect the sulfur or whatever compounds that you could detect. They have gas monitors. Send an alarm and set up the alarm in such a way that you have a, a siren for mm -hmm. the, the, the villagers and create a muster point that, hey, we have an oil leak. You only need to gather here. Simple things like this. Or, or um, if it is you all are pressure testing the line, send a notice to the community. Say, guys, we are pressure testing the line. We're trying to see what we could do. X, Y, and Z, but nothing has been communicated. Now, for this past week, I would have noticed Heritage has been to the back of my property checking that pipeline every evening after 5 p.m., So, which I suspected they were pressure testing or at least send an oil tree line. And lo and behold, the oil leak was present on Thursday morning. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Communication is the key. Clarity is the key. Be, be clear to the community what you are trying to do, what it is you're doing, and work together with the community because at the end of the day, this is the current situation. Yes, you have an, a pipeline. Yes, you have an oil leak. Yes, it is unstable. It is a hazard. But how it is you going to move forward? It has been six months since the last oil leak, and now we have another, and up to now, no one has had any clear communication with the community or any follow-up how you guys doing or whatnot. Yeah. Let's be clear. Let's, if you could provide some short-term or long-term action, what are you all looking to do? If you are looking to replace the pipeline, if you are looking to condemn it, repair it, you know, at least it will bring some sort of ease to the community. That, that, that's all I'm saying. Mm. Because to be waking up 5 a.m. to an oily is, is not something, you know, to be lightning taken. Yeah. There, there are a couple of things that I want to question. We have to ask questions about, but let's let's get from our mayor. Um, how did the talks with Heritage come about that resulted in the discussions of removing these six families? Patesh, we received a correspondence from Heritage asking us to invoke Section 163 of the Municipal Corporation Act, which deals with building and structures. Mm. But Satish, for the number of years that these people have resided in that area there, to remove that entire community is really, I mean, not right. And I will not stand with Heritage to displace these persons. And what Heritage is telling us, we need to take such action without any form of discussion, with any form of compensation or assistance to these families. How can we as a right-thinking representative and as a borough corporation, just walk in and hand these people letters indicating to them that they have 30 days or they have six months 
to find an alternative um, accommodation without any form of discussion for compensation or financial assistance to have these people uh, move from that area to another area. That is totally unfair, Satish. You don't do that. You, you, uh, this gentleman said he has been living there for 36 years. His parents would have lived there. His grandparents would have lived there. You're talking about three generations, which will span over 60, 70, 80 years. And you want to walk in there and tell us that we have to invoke Section 163 and remove these people from, these, from this area? Satish, I will not stand for that. And I have asked that um, the heritage uh, yeah. come in and sit with us. Let us have a discussion. Let us chart a way forward. Is either we can do something to have the pipeline, re the, and relocate the pipeline to another area that doesn't pass through the middle of a community. But don't tell me to move 40, 50. You have to move an entire community to facil facilitate that pipeline at this point in time. So Heritage is playing smart because they do not want to compensate these people. If you do not want to compensate or you don't want to assist these families in relocating, then let us see how we can get the pipeline out of that area to another area where the residents will not be affected. Mm. It seems as though to me that that Heritage wants the corporation to do its dirty work. Um, That's right. It, it, it just seems that way, that, that Heritage does not want to get into the discussions with people about relocation and compensation, all that kind of thing. And they're trying to use whatever section or whatever it is mm -hmm. to get the corporation to remove these people and basically absolve Heritage from having any of these discussions. Um, so what are the possibilities? You're asking for the pipeline to be removed and, and relocated and all these kinds of things. What was Heritage's response to that? We haven't had any response from them, Satish. I have asked the um, corporate secretary to, uh, at that meeting that took place almost a month ago to write them and indicate to them that we would like to meet and have some discussion with respect to this issue. Removing the, the persons who reside in that area is not an option at this point in time. I am for heritage, seeing how we can relocate that line to another area that will not affect the residents in the area. But is that a possibility at all? How much is that going to cost? Well, that is for heritage to decide. Mm -hmm. Because if you have to remove an entire community, I am sure it will cost 10 times more than what it will cost you to remove the span of line from Masaho Junction to straight through that community there. Yeah. So we've had three oil spills within a year or so, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Have we ha has has there been an increase in frequency just this year or over the years has this been par for the course? Meaning that you always have oil spill all the time and it's just one of the hazards of living in this place. Well, to my well, knowledge, this would have been the first, well, over this past year, it would have been more prominent. Um, if you look at lower down PCO going to Pfizer, I know they would have had frequent oil spills, even up to date, the recent oil spills. So, yeah, the, the, uh, I'm trying to figure out whether or not the change in stewardship from Petrochrin to Heritage has anything to do with the frequency of these spills that we're seeing, because that's that's instrumental in the discussion as well. Um, somebody sent a message here, and it's a pretty interesting message. This person seems to have 
some kind of insight into the industry saying, I think it should be determined that the reason for the leak was because of an overpressure or a compromise on the pipeline due to poor management leading to corrosion. Um, because if, if it is in fact something new that Heritage is doing that's causing these oil spills, then probably Heritage needs to check itself. I, from listening to all that you, you've said to me this morning, this matter seems real convoluted. Because what you have on one hand is you have people who have their entire legacy built into this community. I mean, Oil Well Road, if, if that's in Dazinamity Road, I think it is, um, yeah. in, in this community, it's, it's well known. And, and it's entrenched, as you said, it's three generations, probably going on to four generations that have been living in this place and uprooting an entire community and moving them carries with it a lot of problems. Yeah, compensation is where you go and carry the people, will they get value for whatever else? And it's clear from what Mayor Miru is saying to us that Heritage does not want to engage in those discussions at all, um, much less to even consider it. And moving their pipeline, well, we've had no response, according to Mayor Meru, on that suggestion either. So what's the way forward? How do we treat with this matter? Because from all intents and purposes, it seems as though an oil spill can happen at any point in time. Um, all the, the monitoring and early response and, and siren and everything else that you spoke about, the reality is you're in a situation where you can have those sirens going off every day. Because of, of what we are seeing, that these these spills are becoming more and more frequent. Is an early warning system the answer? Or do we really need to consider that, well, listen, we had to either move the community or move the pipeline because it's the sensible thing to do. Which, what, the, the residents that are affected, you said six households, but I'm sure it's the entire community. Have you all been having discussions with, with legal representatives to find out what your options are? And if so, what are those options? Yes, at this time we seek legal um, consultation because at the end of the day, it's three times within a year, and an average a year, and at even the last oil spill, I currently have oil still on my property, I and mean, it's from the soil still when heavy rain falls. This is to tell you how bad it is at this point in time. Now, mind you, I am at my house it was built at least 100 feet from the pipeline itself. So not to say I build on the pipeline or close to the pipeline. Mm. Right? So at this point in time, it's more about safety for me and my family and most of the community. And we are at a big risk right now because the health factor, the health risk factor in dealing with oil right now is very high. You could have long-term health effects. And I have a baby that is two years old. And that is very concerning to me at this point in time. Have You know? How, okay, but but you you've said to me that there are generations that have lived on this. Your grandfather, your father, your you know your children. Have anybody uh, have over the years have people suffered from the ill effects of this exposure to the oil? No, as I, as I told you before, um, and within that area for my period of time living here, I this was the first set of oil leaks I would have seen mm-hmm. within Mapaha Junction. And are you open to being relocated? Based on what Heritage is saying and based on legal conversation and stuff, then that decision will be made. Because you know what my question will be to yeah. that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So let's, let's say for argument's sake, you want to relocate the entire community. Let's relocate them. But what, what, what else are you going to do? 
So you, what is it you're saying? You're not, they are not. What are they saying? They're going to fix the pipeline, or they're not going to change it. Because what about the environmental issues now? Because if they relocate the community, are they going to re- um, replace the pipeline after, or are they going to continue fixing leak as it happens? Because if that's the case, which means they're going to have to deal with the environmental issues, because that all goes directly into the drains, and the drains goes into the normal water course. So. That's the next. That's the next question have to be asked upon reloc- if they want to relocate the entire community. What about the environmental impact now? Because we we have to understand. I understand that there is a pipeline. They have the, the demands and the whole manufacturing process and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we have to take into two major considerations, which in the human nature and the environment. So that that that's something concerning to me, because you can move a community, but that doesn't mean to say that it is going on this high the fact that the pipeline is still deteriorating or as you, 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 they said if it is an overpressure of the system and it keep on cont- um, contributing to the leaks but what is it what, what is it what is the end in mind what is the solution to it yeah it doesn't seem as though anybody has the solution to it um at this mm-hmm. point in time and this i can i can only imagine how traumatic this must be uh, we had these discussions or, or similar type discussions when we had the point fourteen highway project and they had to move people and and Mondays and all of these places and people told you about you know you're living you're living in somewhere for your entire life you're tied to that community and all of these things and then you're being forced to move for development or whatever else the people in oil well road seem to find themselves in the very same situation unfortunately um as I said before it doesn't seem as though anybody really can tell you how this matter is going to end. We need to take a couple quick messages, but when we get back, we'll be opening our phone lines to encourage our listeners. If you'd like to be a part of the discussion, you have an opinion, you have a suggestion as to how these people could sort this out, feel free to call us. We are speaking this morning with the mayor of Shagonas, uh, sorry, um, Separia, the mayor of Separia, the councillor for the electoral district, and that is, uh, of course, our good friend, Dudnath Meru. And we do have with us two of the residents, that's Nadim and Sarita Ali. We'll take your calls when we get back. Stay with us. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. The final hour of our show, we continue with our discussion. Our guest this morning, Mayor of Separia, Councillor for the Electoral District. As Jude Nath Mero, we do have with us as well two residents affected, directly affected by what's going on in Faisabad with this oil line, this oil spill and heritage. That's the demon Sarita Ali. If you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to call us at 627-3223-625-2257. And of course, your WhatsApp message is sent into 3061065. Somebody sent a message here, and it's a question that I, I wanted to pose. Um, and I guess we can get responses from, from all sides on this. Um, Mr. Ali and, and Mr. and Mrs. Ali, you said to us that you all are renting land from someone, correct? Yes, okay. that is correct. Who, uh, I'm, you, I don't know if you may, you may not want to in, I, identify the individual, but given the... The, the fact that, well, the land does not belong to you um, mm-hmm. and that you've been renting 
this land for whoever, from whoever, for however long. It seems it's a really, really long period of time. Um, yeah. If Heritage has to move in and has to negotiate with anybody for the removal, who who does who does Heritage negotiate with? The the property owner, who is the landlord, I want to use that term here because he renting the land to you all, he or she, um, or the occupier. Well, this is what I'll say. I will have to get legal advice. Leon, I've said, I will have to get legal advice on how to go forward in this matter mm -hmm. because I don't want to say, well, they'll have to lease with me because I build the house there and they have to lease with the, um, the owner of the land. I don't know, and I don't want to say anything that may compromise. Mm -hmm. What I will say at this point in time, when I do get the legal advice, then I will know how to proceed forward. Yeah, and these, these, the lease that you have for the rent, how, that's annual, or how, how, how does it work? I'm just curious. Is it that every yeah, year? Is that, yeah, every year you pay, you, you, you pay. So if the landlord comes to you all and says next, listen, well, all right, I'm renting my land again from next year, what happens? Well, then we will have to um, go through the necessary channels. I'll have to talk to my legal department um, and get some counsel and based on that. Mm. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we, were, we are tenants from since 1967, which I like to you. Yeah. And we would have, have documents that they are willing to sell us the land once they had the necessary documents at hand, which we are looking at um, about a year now. So once we have started the procedure, but once it is the documents that we will. We were willing to purchase land. Well, we I, are willing to purchase land no, at this point in time. I, I by no means um, can give anybody legal advice, but it seems to me that purchasing this land and having it in your name will be to your betterment if anything has to happen yeah, in terms yeah. of negotiations. Because if you're renting land exactly. from somebody and Heritage decides to go behind all their back and talk to the landlord and could convince the landlord one way or the other to engage in a different course of action, well, look at final is that yeah. in, in more problems than I mean it's yeah, yes, but at the end of the day they will still have to pay us for the structure that is built on the property. True. And whatever works that was done. Mm -hmm. I just this yeah, is, it, it, yeah. The, the more you hear about this story and this situation is the more complicated it becomes. Um, yes, it does. It is. Yeah. So so what what are the other it's you say six households have been given notice that listen you all need to move what are the others saying what what's going on with them well, when i say six other this is what i this is the information i got via media and whatnot right. nothing is directly um transmitted to us as i said um we read the article on the express where mr Merhu and he just said it you know they, they would have reached out to him and no one would have reached out to the community members Stating a well heritage, reach out to us saying X, Y, and Z, and you know this. We told them no. Um, I would have heard that it was actually six house households. Now they talk about this the oil well road, which I am not located in. I'm actually on the main road, but my 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 name and my wife's name is on the list. So, um, at this point in time, as I said, nothing wasn't officially communicated to us. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, Mayor Meru, what, what are the options available in this situation moving forward immediately? It does not seem as though um, anybody is actively moving in any direction. It just seems as though there's 
there's been a position put forward and that's the end of that at this point in time. What are the options and how can this thing move forward? Do you think it can be amicably resolved? Yes, Atish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was asking the question as to, well, what's the way forward and do you think this thing can be amicably resolved? Well, Satish, um, the gentleman made a point there that um, nobody communicated with him. But when we received that um, communication through Heritage, we immediately called for a meeting with Heritage. That meeting has not taken place as yet. We haven't had a response from Heritage. And as soon as we meet with Heritage, then I will try to bring the affected residents on the table and start a discussion with Heritage. But it seems as though Heritage is reluctant to meet to discuss the way forward because apparently they are trying to stay away from having to pay any form of compensation for the relocation of the affected persons. Now, Satish, if there has to be a compensation package, I assume that the persons who are directly affected, which is the persons who reside along those lines, will be the one to be compensated and relocated. So... Today, I will be sending a letter from the mayor's office to Heritage, again asking for that meeting as soon as possible, Satish. Mm. And um, we have to look at the durability and the condition of that line. If that line needs to be replaced, then they need to replace it and remove it at the same time from the area. That is the the most important that I want to deal with, that if we can relocate that line, then uh, uh, to get rid of an entire village that has been there since existence and move all the people from that area. Mm. Yeah. So I am hoping that Heritage will respond positively and let us sit on the table and have some form of discussion and we will meet with the residents after that meeting to discuss the way forward. I think we have a call. Let's, let's see who this is. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Hey, a pleasant good morning, Lord Chetney boy. How are you going? Good. Hello? Yes, we're hearing you. Go ahead. Right, good. I, I like the topic, and it's good. I like all the show. I listen every morning to all you. What's going on? But it looks like the ministers and them, they listen to we. They listen to we cry. What's going on out here? So they do what they want. Good. God bless all everybody. Take care. Okay. Thank you so much for that. I don't know which minister would be responsible for dealing with this one. If we, uh, I'm assuming the Minister of Energy, because Heritage falls Minister under, of Energy. Yeah, falls under them. Um, and we all know that they try to keep a hands-off approach to many of these things. Uh, so you said that you're, the, the, the mayor's office, the corporation, is going to write to Heritage this morning. Have you any discussion? Oh, we we have already written, Satish, we have already written to them through the corporate secretary at the corporation, and we haven't had a response. Right. Today I'm going to take it upon myself to write through the mayor's office. To ask for that meeting. Mm. And I, uh, do you plan to have th- these discussions with the residents? Um, do you have any meetings planned, or are you planning any such meetings? Well, coming out of that discussion with Heritage, then I will have something to put on the table to the residents. But at this point in time, it's just the letter that they wrote to us mm-hmm. asking, asking us to invoke Section 163 of the Act to remove the residents. That is all the correspondence we had from them. I want to chart the discussion and and see what we can come to with Heritage, what they can offer before I can meet with the residents. I want to have something positively positive that I can tell the residents. At this point in time, all we have is a letter stating 
the building inspector department have to they're asking we invoke section 163 which we decided that we are not going to do because of the long term history of the people who reside in that area there mm -hmm. and it will be unfair for us to go in there and ask these residents to relocate without any form of compensation or any assistance whatsoever for these persons to get back on their feet when they move from the area but what do you think might be the possible outcome i know that that's that's kind of speculation but based on the positions put forward by heritage and everything else uh, do you think that we're looking at relocating the people uh, more so relocating the residents satish i would rather you relocate the pipe to another area away from the residents and um allow the residents to, to continue living in that area there because if they remove that entire community there then that 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 an area from Masaho junction going into san francisco will become like a ghost town mm -hmm. okay um let's get from our, our residents uh, mr and mrs ali I immediately what are some of the things you'd like to see happen in this situation um <clears throat> for me personally I would like to see a little more communication from Heritage side that they need to announce when are they going to pressure test the line. They need to have staff available at the key points that is currently um, a risk. When I say risk, that is continuously developing leaks during that period of time. Uh, more so, let's communi communicate to the people <coughs> of the community. This is what's going to happen over the next few days. Just be aware, be alert, because at this point in time, there's not much any well the community could do but rely on key information from these people. Mm. Right? And then put the, put some sort of contingency plan. Like simple as saying you have a key representative for the area. Um, in case any leak, to give them that and give specific numbers, emergency contact numbers for heritage that you could call within a minute notice and they will have people on site. When I'm talking about, I'm talking about the cleanup crew, isolation, we're talking about ambulance, whatnot. You know, and, and try to identify a master point so people can gather in such an emergency. I think that is why some gas testing devices along areas just to aid in the efforts at this point in time. Mm. Well, this is definitely a matter that we're going to have to keep a close eye on. Because as, as you've suggested, as um, Mayor Meru has suggested, others have suggested, there's, there apparently is no quick fix to what's going on. And it's a, it's a trying situation on all ends. Because you have a pipeline that could rupture at any point in time, spewing oil into the, into the environment and causing possible health problems. You have a community that has been embedded in this area for as long as anyone can remember. And all of these various things. So this is where... We're going to drop the curtains on our interview here this morning. It was really interesting hearing the various sides, the perspectives, and all the nuances that are going along with this development. I want to thank both of you, well, both three of you all, for being with us here this morning and telling us about what's going on. We will have some further discussions, I'm sure, but it was my pleasure having you on the program here this morning. Thank you once again. Thank you very much, Satish, for having me this morning. It was nice having both of you. Thanks, Satish. I really appreciate it. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.